Welcome to the Soul Too Early Sports Card Podcast, where the only implosion is in your imagination. That's Kai. I'm 20,000 feet underwater in lawsuits. And this is episode 37. Holy shit. Another week. That's crazy. Dude, it's, we're really actually approaching uh, almost a year. I, I know it's like four months away at this point, but I still can't believe we've been doing this podcast now for eight, nine months. Kai, how the hell you doing, man? I'm doing good. It's uh, been a long day. I got up really early today. Um, excited to record the pod. I think last week I had to miss, or was that the week before? So we had uh, EJ on Dynasty Mode. By the way, amazing episode. Oh, One yeah. One of the we've ever done. Just the experience that's in itself was was great. I'm happy that, you know, I'm lucky to consider him a friend. He was very welcome to join. He gave us an insider scoop on some you know, behind the scenes of the Bourbon Card Show. If you guys have not watched or listened to that podcast, you still should. It's a super relevant thing. That was a great it, episode. That show is only in, in two months. Like, it's yeah. really kind of scary. Like, we are approaching go season. Like, uh, next week, I'm going to be unavailable for the podcast. If you record it, so be it. But then I come back from a trip, and then two days later, I'm on a plane to Dallas. Like, it, it's go time. And then you have national and burbank like the next 60 days i'm probably home for like 30. <laughs> it's really not it's kind of wild how do you think that's gonna like stack up you think people are gonna be really conservative at those shows i think dallas is actually gonna be fine um it's still far enough away from like the national that i think people are still gonna be trying to pick up football and basketball and stuff it should be pretty good dallas to me is always like a b plus a minus type show I love it. I'll go to every Dallas show, especially now that I have my own uh, showcase of my name. My fiance is coming. I'm, I'm super excited. Like it's it's gonna be a great show. National gonna be fucking insane. Um, I feel like every single year it gets a little more grand. Obviously, you guys are sponsoring a trade night. You're also doing a ten day auction, which I'll let you speak to right now because we talked about that. Yeah. So nothing too. Nothing like crazy but we're running a 10-day pre-national auction it's basically to kind of free up cash for people that can sign with us frequently and get some good cards in the hands of buyers for the national if they're set up or they just need more inventory i pulled a few cards out it ends uh next wednesday at starts at 9 30 eastern and we're gonna be doing a live with sports card therapist dave rejected our offer to go on now he's not gonna be on vacation or anything he just said no yeah, I said, fuck Kai. I like Joku, but fuck Kai especially. Uh, and to confirm it, and, and I'm not sponsored by this, Kai works for Joku. I'm sorry. Uh, ends July 5th, so that's next Wednesday, 9.30 Eastern. And, and I just want to clarify that. Go on. Yeah, I pulled a few cool cards out. One of these are Dave's, so we'll give a little preface. This one's sick. This is his. A Ronaldo match-worn patch auto. That's a sick and- card. I've had that for uh, a month. What's funny is at a Dallas show, I picked that up, moved it, and then recently was able to reacquire for like four grand less than I traded it for. So, uh, okay, check mark on that one. I call that a win. Uh, we got some more cool ones. A Hertz logo. That's gorgeous. RPA gold. I saw that one on your guys' eBay. And then we had a guy actually send us a really interesting package. He sent us a bunch of PMGs from football. So there's two of these Ray Lewis PSA sevens. Sick. If you don't know what a PMG is, it's speaking of. Hang on. Oh, 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 here we go. While he's getting that, we got an Eddie George BGS nine as well. If you like TCG, got some of those: a Charizard Hollow 
99 Chase set. What's up, fucker? <laughs> oh, okay. Is it Elway? It is Elway. It's a seven. I didn't even know you had that. I got it from uh, Tyler, Hot Corner. There's like five people I deal with constantly, and I just talk talk about them like first names. So, uh, <laughs> the one time I have a PMG. Then the, probably one of the cooler ones in the auctions, a Burrow Clear Ticket PSA 910. Cool. The issue with those, I'm not sure how you took the photo of it or the scan. Exactly. I just added another photo because the auto is so hard to see on scans. Can you... I don't have a scanner. I, I just take pictures like on my desk. Can you like put a background like if you put a white background with that yeah so you can put a white background we put a black background usually which kind of actually made this harder to see so i added some like normal photos of it on the listing but yeah we take it's like it's just a piece of paper like you can tape onto yeah. it it's pretty easy it just sounds like so much work like i don't i don't know i don't like the i'm lazy i like using my desk so i only take pictures during the day yeah. Honestly, I feel like scanning is easier than taking the pictures. I don't know. I, I mean, at this point now, I probably should get a scanner. But until my phone breaks or my desk breaks somehow, I'm not going to do it. I just know for a fact. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you take the picture, though, you also... If you if you don't list it on your phone, you have to, like, email it to yourself or something. Do you... Yeah, I email everything to myself. Do you list stuff from your phone? No. Oh, I was going to say. Thank God. That sounds... No, 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 no. Okay. I've never listed from my phone. I don't think a single card um i've listed a few only if like i'm sitting on the couch i'm too lazy to grab a laptop or we're on the it's road so traveling. much harder it is so much harder I, I maybe on the plane too i've listed a couple cards plane to kind of make sense though you have the good thing is at least if you list stuff from your phone and it's something common you can go like on the ebay yeah. app and be like sell one like this and like some other a-hole you can just take their <laughs> their listing information their not, not the card obviously but take their whole listing then undercut them i've done that before Definitely, uh, oh my god, I got into a huge, not, not a huge bat, but I, I someone was a little upset at me when I was selling my uh, Victor Wobanyama Tops Now Auto because I kept on dropping the price because I, I, I wanted the card, but I liked the guaranteed profit. So I messaged a guy who was undercutting me and I said, I can go lower, <laughs> and he was just mad at me. And we both ended up selling the card, we both made money. So, yeah, unless he bought it for more than two grand, I. I was in at like 21. I got 26. Where did those end at? They ended at 15. So I got in at two. It got to 15. I did fine. I don't. I, I hope the guy uh, opens it and gets the one of one. I'd be happy for him. I was going to say, I, the thing with those is like, I mean, sure, you may be paid a couple hundred more than the floor, but like there's a chance because you're not going to, you're leaving it sealed, right? I mean, I'm shipping it right to the guy. I don't care. Yeah, so like, there's a chance he can get like a out of ten of one of one. Like, I hope, I hope he gets it. I, I genuinely do not that. care. I got my profit. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Go make yours. Yeah. And I think that's it actually kind of leads into a conversation. Um, we have four notes to talk about today. <sighs> Number one is the is very swap. This is something that I had alluded to last week uh, after we record the podcast with EJ, but before today, obviously. I downloaded VariSwap, and I have some pros and cons about it. What is interesting, and I want to note this now, uh, one of the co-founders or you know CEOs, whatever you want to call it, the position, one of the people who runs VariSwap DM'd me after I talked about it. So I'm sorry, or you're welcome. This is going to be an interesting conversation. Um, full preface, I downloaded it for one week. I tried it, and I ended up uninstalling it. Like that, my opinion is is set in stone at the moment in time. It could change, but that is my personal experience. If you like the app, awesome. If you don't like it, 
This is one. This is one opinion, one perspective. Use it or don't. I don't really care. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about box breaks uh, and the conversation around underage gambling because that's that's an ESPN article that came out earlier today uh, on the date of recording. So uh, Tuesday, June twenty seventh. If you haven't read it, I'll link it in the top of the description. It's it's super interesting. Also goes into the history of uh, Lane sports cards and you know what Lane from late and some of our friends. Super cool. Uh, Kurt Ben Kurtz, uh, TikTok stories regarding uh, autos and player war material. I'm giving you a summary of what's happening. This is a fucking intense podcast. It's my favorite one. Wherever Falcon Legend too. Falcon Legend, yes, the preseason god. Super cool. Everything I've seen online about him, he seems like a really cool guy. Uh, and also better at football than anyone else who has ever listened to this podcast. Because guess what? He he did yep. make it to the NFL. Like <laughs> he was he better did. than everyone else. Yep. Um, and then 30K millionaires, basically people who just flaunt money or assets, but they actually, you know, don't have money. Um, and this is a phrase and and, and something that uh, Fry, I'm not going to say his full Instagram name because people don't like him or hate him. One of our friends came up with. And it's really fucking funny. It's all about flaunting and like sh- showing your worth when you don't have it. Um, jumping into the first thing, which is very swap. Kai, you never used it, so I'm sorry. You're you're only gonna have my perspective here. It is what it is. I think it's stupid. I I don't disagree. Now let me talk about the pros first. I actually do have some pros. I'm not gonna just shit he- sit here and shit talk very constructive in how I and how I talk about this because guess what? The fucking one of the founders DM'd me. I was gonna keep it professional anyway, but you know what? I can take this as one perspective. The interface and API. Super easy. Super easy to follow. Dude, a, a toddler could figure out how you how to set something up on this app. After you sign up and and you can have the uh prompt and ability to add cards uh either by taking pictures of them or scanning uh the cert number. So if I have a PSA set, uh, slab that is new, I know this is a bad example because it's not, but I typed in the code, the pictures will come up automatically in the app. It takes 30 seconds to list something if you have a newer PSA slab. Obviously, Beckett doesn't do that. SGC, I don't even think HGA is supported on the app. Uh, SGA, PSA, BGS, and CSG. SGC. SGA. SGC, I don't know, man. The point is... The, the, the grading companies people want to use, you could enter the code and like it would populate some information. If they had a scan available, awesome. It's it's that easy. Um, if you use it properly, it takes about 30 seconds to list something and set your own price. Um, you also It's also very easy to navigate. You can see what people want and you can send trade offers accordingly. Good luck on that part though. Accordingly. Yeah, that is um pros end. Let's get into some cons. Once again, not just shit talking, actual conversation. The biggest con, I know this is gonna sound shocking, is the fees. Kai, what do you think an average fee is on an app like VeriSwap? Does it go off the value of the card or it goes off the value of the entire trade? So if, so, you're trading a, so if you're trading a $500 card for a $500 card, you are both being charged $1,000. Yeah. 
like that is where the fee starts from not you're being charged a thousand bucks obviously but like the fee is calculated from that top number not from your own individual item. i feel like it's some like crazy like 10 percent. it's not 10 it is three percent but that scales so if you're trading a thousand dollar card for a thousand dollar card it's two grand three percent of that is what 60 bucks executed trade it's it's excessive now there are obviously reasons why you would use an app like this and why they have business costs they have insurance shipping handling uh, they want to make money how fucking dare they obviously but it, it's a little aggressive they're they're getting six percent fees overall on that thousand yeah. dollars because you're paying the thousand dollar side of it three percent your other person paying three percent a little aggressive um now this is something that is either a pro or a con depending on how you want to handle it and who you're talking about it is super easy to get someone off platform <laughs> like it is super easy to get someone off platform um people even have their instagrams or facebooks or anything else even in their profiles or you have a chat function it is very easy to think of other ways to say instagram other than ig do you do you think that's like kind of counterproductive though because i feel like the reason people use it is to get them onto veriswap i don't um is that counterproductive i think the idea is to get them off veriswap so you save hundreds of dollars yeah yeah i understand that point i'm saying like more of like if you're using the app for like the purpose of security in a trade like you wouldn't want to get them off the app if someone told me to get on Veriswap to do a deal, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing there. I'm just saying, like, that's probably, like, the purpose of some users. Uh, yes. And I do talk about the consumer base that that would be useful for. But also, I'm trying to keep this a uh, very neutral perspective because even though you and I are higher-end dealers, there is a use for something like this. But it's not on those higher end cards where you're paying 6% fees. Because that is just, it's, I don't know what it scales out to. <laughs> it could be hundreds, if not, a, I mean, if a trade's big enough, I imagine thousands. What do you mean by scales out to? So I don't know if there's a soft cap or a hard cap to what someone's fees could be. What is interesting to know is the first trade you make on Veriswap, it's only $1 processing fee because that's how they want to get you in. I never saw anything beyond that point because I never made a trade. <laughs> because you just make a bunch of new accounts. I, I guess you could make once again. It's a good conversation, Kai. You could theoretically make a bunch of new accounts. This is why you talk things through. Because I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, VeriSwap's the greatest app of all time." I'm not going to sit here and say it's a piece of shit. I'm just giving you my pros and cons. My pros and cons, not yours. Mine. Mine. My opinion. My perspective. Take with that what you will. Because it's the only one I got. Um, I said you can get off the platform super easily. Uh, the price tool. Now, this is an actual legitimate con. It is fucking awful. The price tool that they use for Veriswap is tied into eBay's API. So if you list something on the platform, you have the ability to see what it comps for by clicking into eBay and sold listings. However, it doesn't actually work super well especially for rarer items. If you're listing a Shohei Otani base prism, uh, base prism, I, I guess base prism would be fine. If you're listing a Shohei Otani tops update rookie, PSA 10 or PSA 9, it works. Because guess what? There's 50,000 of them. You can see a listing sold every other day. If you're listing anything valuable or stuff that doesn't comp so often, it doesn't work. 
you have to go to a third-party app or a different third-party app like an alt uh a car ladder or ebay on your ebay on your phone i guess at that point to find something that's actually comparable the pricing tool does not work does it you is it like pull in best offers correctly or it does it pulls in sold listings it doesn't pull in uh listed unless you click out oh like, no i meant like if something gets like like someone accepts an offer like will it correctly read that as like i don't believe so price? it just goes into ebay it doesn't pull in 130 okay. point or uh there's another listing app that did that too before before I think one three point is back. I might have gotten shut down. Uh, there was yeah, there was another one. I watch count, it. I think. Yes, watch okay. count. Yes, that is it. Point is, their their pricing tool is bad. It is objectively bad. You can disagree with me. It, it's bad, um, and that kind of leads into another con that's as a result of that. Shit's overpriced. Oh no, how terrible! A, a card is overpriced in this economy. What? No, you can't control that, obviously. No one is saying you can. But when stuff is so egregiously overpriced where you're not going to get a conversation going, it's overpriced. You're not getting a conversation going. It's like when you walk into a show and you see the same cards you would see everywhere else, but they're 2x comps or 30% comps or 40% over comps. Am I really going to make an offer? Probably not. Um, You could also add cash and trade into an offer, which is a good feature. But it's it's hard when there's stuff that's either common that the overcomps on or rare that you can clearly tell is overpriced. Um, one of the funniest examples I remember distinctly in the week that I was on very swap was a Drew Lock Gold Kaboom rookie uh, SGC like six five or eight five. The guy wanted oh, like six hundred yeah. bucks. I just laughed <laughs> like, yeah. all right, good luck. Oh, that, that was wild. Um, that, that's not gonna work like at all. Um, so what are my honest thoughts before I get a cease and desist letter? Um, I think if you're a low end collector and, and for conversation's sake, let's say a thousand dollars is lower end. I know it's not, but let's say, cause that's total value. Um, and you aren't a major player on apps like Instagram, Facebook, or eBay itself, or even going to your local shows. It's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine for lower end items. Um, you will get annoyed by people uh, sending you bad trade offers. You will get annoyed by the fees if you choose to use them and not get them off platform, which I don't recommend. Obviously, I'm going to tell you to rec- to tell you to skirt the lines because you can. Um, you're basically getting the Instagram Facebook experience with with some amount of anonymity because you don't know who people are. Um, the best way and only way an app like this can survive is to improve the pricing vendors have. Man, what a fucking thought, right? <laughs> hey, man, improve your vendor pricing. Um, obviously, I have no insight into the team or founders or anything else like that other than the one who DM'd me. Um, I, I would just like to see an ability or a creation of a better pricing tool. A better pricing tool actually allows people to use this app correctly um, and more efficiently. Because if I'm going to go off platform on eBay, alt, card letter, whatever, and check prices and be discouraged by what I see, I'm going to be discouraged by what I see. I'm not going to bother coming back. Why would I continue to look for business somewhere where I just know it's not going to work? Um, 
I think it's a fine start. I don't know how old the app is. I don't. I don't personally. It's like a year or two old. I would. Whatever. Think. It's perfectly it's fine. Like Obviously, it's working. Um, it doesn't work for my particular interests. Once again, if you're a lower end dealer and you want the ability to make deals with other people and you might not travel to shows that often, go for it. Perfectly fine. Expect a higher fee, and, and know what your money's going into. Um, Oh, I wrote something funny. This is not, this is such a dick thing to write. Uh, and I'm going to quote myself because I wrote this on... I wrote this a couple days ago. Uh, the platform at this moment is not the best for mid or high-end deals. And if it is, I'll just get them off the platform and save my trade partner and I 3%. That's what I wrote. <laughs> that was my conclusion. What an asshole. Man, fuck me. I'm such a dick. I have a hypothetical. I don't know if you're going to know the answer to this, but... Go for it. If you agree on a trade via the app, there is a trade back. There is a there is a um, cancellation fee. You do get in trouble if you cancel a trade. Kind of what I was going to say. I was going to yep. say if you agree on a trade, and once they receive both parties' packages, if one of the packages doesn't have the right stuff or it's damaged or something, what happens? I don't know about that part. I do know there is a fee. And and you get charged if you like cancel a trade after it's accepted. Like uh, I I buy his remorse. That's actually a pro. Good point, Kai. Well, I was just thinking if like if you make a deal with someone and they mail the incorrect card, do they get charged like a fee? Do you just get your package back? How do they pay for mailing your package back? Like I don't know. Like I don't. We can try that if you want. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd have to re-download the app, but we could try it. I only get charged a dollar each for the first trade. I also wonder how the how would that work too? What is stopping someone from just creating false comps? I've always wondered this in general on like alt or eBay. Very or fair point. Like, how do you just like stop someone from creating false comps? I mean, I don't think you do. Like, what are you? You can't, right? Yeah, I don't know. Once again, I, <laughs> dude, I'm like two steps away from any moment in time from being a complete fucking dickhead in all sports cards because I've had conversations about like. How do you increase security at shows? How do you create face false comps? How do you do X, Y, and Z? I might be a supervillain. There's at least a 38% chance I'm a supervillain. So what would your score be out of 10? Uh, for me, 3 out of 10. For Ooh, three a three. person stepping into sports cards and wanting a safe environment, 6.5 out of 10. Perfectly fine. Fair. I, yeah. I, I only try to be fair. I don't just because my opinion is X does not mean you can't use it. I I went in with open eyes. I really tried. Sure, I was overpriced on stuff, but so was my environment around me. Why would I conform to being fair prices on on stuff when everything else is 30, 40% comps? You have to adjust. And if you don't adjust, that's when people send you shitty offers. I don't want to deal with that. All right, let's get into this second point, which was box breaks and underage gambling. Kai, did you read the article that came out today from ESPN or no? I saw it. I didn't read it. That's perfectly fine. Basically, what it gave a summary of, I'm going to pull up the uh, the card porn post because that's just easier to reference. It was basically an article. I can put it up on screen, actually. Hang on. Let me find it. I fill the air with something while I'm, I'm trying to Google badly. Oh, man. Lots of sports going on right now. Yeah, right? How do you feel about the Atlanta Hawks being stupid? 
Oh, I don't even fuck. I forgot about that. I mean, it's whatever. Like we had to do something to clear cap, so it's fine. So here's the article. Thank you for that filler. Um, basically, and a lot of the article actually talks more about the history of like Lane sports cards, which super interesting, by the way. I do not know a lot of the information that was here. Lane actually got quoted in this article. So Lane, love you, man. Always fun to uh, get information out of you when I can. This is a this is a very interesting article. And one of the conversations that I think comes out of it is the kind of gray legal area of box breaks especially in my opinion of people under the age of 18. so when i read this and i think about sports cards and sports uh card breaks and group breaks case breaks whatever i fall into the opinion now as someone who's 26 who has kind of like seen the sports card industry really grow especially from a business perspective in the last eight years nine years however long i've been in it which is not not my entire life but as a business my entire adult life um i i'm kind of okay with the idea of limiting teens and children from joining group breaks now limiting means not banning limiting means predatory group breaks on whatnot instagram breakers.tv facebook have restrictions on what they can say and do and promote to a younger audience and that kind of really showcases like the the general theme that i understand from this article and the concerns about gambling in general because you really are pushing in my opinion gambling to a younger audience yeah i think it's going to be hard to really you can like talk about it but i don't think there's really any good way to put any sort of limitations to it no of course you can't put dude that's 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 the American dream, baby, or international yeah. dream, because breaks happen. Well, you put limitations on like gambling, like actual gambling. I don't think there's a way to like actually like limit this. The only way I could think of is either like breakers collecting like tax information, or you signing a contract when you join a group break. But not not every single time, obviously. But like if you create an account with latent sports cards you have to sign a contract oh over the age of 18 kind of like you have to do on facebook or you just like accept shit if people still use well facebook. couldn't you hypothetically just use a family member's info still as long as the barrier of entry is higher than it currently is i'd be okay with it because obviously fair. yes yeah. you're not if you have to get a family member's information you have to confirm that it's a lot more work and trying hey, fuck that i don't want to do this anymore yeah exactly yeah. like if you make it a little bit <coughs> harder I think it would limit the amount of children who would join. And obviously I'm not telling you that like little Timmy can't go to his local LCS and buy into a buy a box of sports cards. Fuck that kid, I guess. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying online group breakers who are predatory, not good. I'm okay with them hurting financially because they're predatory. And that is a wide canvas of any group breaker you can think of that does that measure. Cool. Anyone you don't, they like, cool. I'm not naming names on purpose because I don't know every group breaker. I'm sorry. It's hard to know everyone. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's a tough topic. Cause like you talk about it all you want, but like, I don't see anyone ever even trying to like start any sort of like movement to do anything about it. Like, why would they? They're just going to lose money. I think what's going to have to happen, honestly, is someone is going to... Oh, man. How long have you been on Instagram for? 
Kai? 2014. So were, you were around for Brandon Cards 1, right? Yeah, that was like 2016, 2016 2017. So yeah. for anyone who is not on Instagram, like the, the Wild West days of Instagram, which is not, that's not saying much. If you're on the sports car ball list, um, there was someone on Instagram named Brandon Cards 1. Amazing name, I know. Up there with Sports Card Collector one one two eight four. It's wild. I know. Um, anyway, this is a kid who came from a very affluent family. I think he was going to like some private college or some university. Had a ton of money. Parents were in high positions of power within their respective fields. I don't remember what the titles were. It doesn't matter. Um, this kid, their young adult, spent over six figures on items. He bought from me personally. I'm sure he bought from other people that we know on Instagram still. And he paid full cops, even higher, on plenty of items. One of the craziest I recall was like a six-way, one-of-one cut auto booklet of like Babe Ruth, Chrissy Matherson, Ty Cobb, and like others. <laughs> I don't Honus Wagner. That, that book was nuts. I literally remember it like him. He would do videos where he would do mail days of like the cards he got on live. And people would be like how are you getting this stuff like yeah, he's, he, was, he was just binning things too on ebay he wasn't like offering he would just buy them outright i remember he bought i believe it was the cat logo man or something like that like levine logo man i don't know if you remember that one but that was like 20 i, I want to see like a find the baby Ruth cut he was just buying stuff out of his ass and like i mean it was awesome stuff but it was like he wouldn't even like negotiate he would just buy the cards I'm not going to be able to find it in just like a three second notice. The point was, this guy spent six figures. And seven. that's not an exaggeration. I what? I think seven. I don't know, a million dollars? I think so. Jesus Christ. Six, sure. seven, six to seven figures in 2016, 2017 money. So, you know, <laughs> a lot of money before before the COVID booms and everything like that. Um, insane collection. This is like over like a one or three month period. I don't remember the exact details, obviously, because it's been a while. Fast forward, people start to get chargebacks. People start to have issues because eBay returns. People, he was the parents were threatening to take all the money, and they were financially able to afford the money. By the way, that they lost from their dickhead son. Um, but people started to get up in arms. People really didn't know what to do. Eventually, what I believe happened was live case breaks ended up taking the collection on consignment. Um, I believe it was one of those companies. I think it was live case breaks. There might be some that are still available on the open market. I don't remember every single card. But the point I'm trying to get to is you're going to... Oh, you're going to pull it up? I found this. Oh, my God. This is what he posted when he got busted. How did you find this? I just typed in Brandon's cards ones on Google. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. Here was the logo man I was talking about. It was Wiggins. Oh, I remember Reed. that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't really go into that much detail. Uh, he he bought a hundred. You were probably right. It was a hundred and twenty grand or more. It was his parents' money. His dad was the General Electric chief investment officer. Holy shit. And, so, uh, so the details I have are mostly right. Not bad for seven years ago. Oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. His Instagram got shut down. Uh, they bailed him out by selling them all, like you said, at consignment. He basically said he was in over his head too deep, met people who became friends and uh, whatever. Yeah. 
that's pretty much it. But it seems they have the Babe Ruth in there too. Because I yeah. know they're, they're, the Otani's. Oh my God. That's sick. I don't even know who that is, but that patch is sick. It's not a Trout. It could be anyone, but that's a sick patch. Yeah. Just wild. Oh, just only shows, shows us three. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think a, a class action lawsuit type thing will eventually happen. Um, I don't know where or when, but it wouldn't shock me. Um, and I think that's when people will get in trouble or the IRS will do something, which obviously fuck taxes. Taxes are theft. But something or someone's going to eventually give where I think group breaks will fundamentally change. Not maybe in the near future, but like a couple years. Did you see the thing about, I didn't really read too much into it, but about uh, fanatics not wanting either hobby shops or whatever to sell. Yeah, that's dude, they're trying to squeeze hobby shops out, which. So that would in a way like force them to not even have group breaks. I don't know how you enforce that. Oh, similar to how you, how do you enforce underage, you know, not underage people not buying in. It's hard, man. I don't, I don't get paid enough to know that. I don't be paid enough for shit. I don't fucking know. Someone will figure it out who gets paid a lot more and like has this expertise. I'm just a shit poster, man. I don't know. Yeah, that's not our problem. Yeah, dude, literally <laughs> not my problem. I don't care. It doesn't affect me in any way, shape, or form. So more power to you if it does. Or we I'm are sorry. past that stage. I know. Yeah, over the age of 18, bitches. Freedom to me. Uh all right, moving on to Kurt Benkurt. So well, that almost sounded like it rhymed, didn't? Uh, oh shit! You have the screen share, you dickhead. Hang on. Nah, you got. It. What? What are you doing? I, I'm pulling the thing back up. Hang on. So, for everyone who is not aware, uh, Kurt Benkert was a former NFL player. Uh, was undrafted in 2018. Uh, spent five years across practice squads. He was uh, second teamer, third teamer occasionally. Perfectly fine career for someone who is better at football than any of us will ever be made to nfl recorded a stat i think he did like kneel twice i checked before before the podcast recorded nfl stats good for him incredibly awesome gave some interesting perspective into panini and their practices when it came to acquiring autographs and player worn patches uh we tried playing the videos in like pre-recording to see how it would sound didn't work so I'm going to link also these at the top of the description. There's two videos I want to talk about. Uh, the first one here is the latest one he just posted. And then this one. So he posted two videos, two of his last three videos about sports cards. Uh, the first one talking about how people actually get paid for um, sports cards and how they sign. Uh, verbatim, I don't remember the entire thing. But as an undrafted player in 2018, he was given a contract by Panini for 10,000 autographs at $4 a pop. And obviously, you know, he's an undrafted player. He wanted the money. He was a college kid. Of course, he signed that. They also have the option of those sold well for an additional 10,000 autographs at $4 a pop. He signed them. Of course he did. Why wouldn't he? Um, And then based on the contract that he had, uh, there were options for better paying positions, better better paying per signature based on where he got drafted. Third rounder might get seven bucks. Second rounder, 10 bucks. First rounder, 15 and your top 10 20 dollars roughly obviously it's 2018 things have changed but gives you a breakdown kind of like how these autographs are acquired now i thought this was on panini cards it might just be on tops i was checking this before we can double check it here panini cards do not say autograph with a representative in person what they do say 
is just like autographs are guaranteed by Panini America. Kind of vague when you think about that. Yeah, um, they used then, to say the they used to do the the whatever thing. Top right? competitive, yeah. Yeah. Now I and I've not checked the Jets. So I don't know. I'm gonna check top tops now, for instance. I want to see if it says this was signed in person of a top representative. Uh, that's not tops now. If that's where you're looking. For. I, I I don't care if it's oh, not sorry. Oh. The signing of all autographs is witnessed by a top representative to guarantee our authenticity. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah. So top specifically says it's signed by a representative in person, or at least in the witness of. Although I don't know if that's true either, because I believe Phil Hughes has signed autographs before and put it on video, and he that was not signed with the top representative in person, unless like a guy with binoculars was watching him. The point is. And I checked his comments on one of the videos. He would sign his his, his autographs and the stickers like in between Fortnite games. So, do you see the issues that are coming up? What is stopping someone? Maybe a famous basketball player. Maybe a basketball player's mom from helping sign autographs when they very clearly. I do still not think those them. are fake. I, I think they're fake too. I mean, whether or not they are, you'll never definitively know but I think they're fake. Um, a conspiracy hat coming on. The point I'm trying to make is like, this is so fucking easy to fix. Like, do 10,000 autographs of a player that had a very, very small chance being impactful. And then another 10,000 on top of that. Like, what the fuck? Why do we need that? Um, you run into the issue of like, Supply and demand, or just the fact that this is fucking excessive, dude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign shit if I was a professional player. Yeah, four bucks sounds nice, but I wouldn't want to do that work. If I'm, if I'm signing a pro yeah. contract, and I'm somehow drafted. I'm not gonna do this shit. Fuck that. I'll make someone else do it. I don't think people realize pro- how many is like ten thousand. Ten thousand. Like, like I don't think people. Oh, I was gonna say I don't think people will realize how many signatures ten thousand is. And how much time it would take. Yeah. How, how long do you think it would take you to sign your autograph? If you wanted to do it correctly, three seconds, five seconds? Help, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. That, that's like. Let's say let's say three seconds for conversation's sake. So that's, that's 20 minutes if you don't stop. And then, so, oh my God, math. I'm oh about 60 again. Well, 20 a minute times 60 minutes. Yeah, so 3,600 in an hour. Well, it would just be tw- uh, 20 times 60. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Now you have 3 times 20 times 60. Oh, shit. Sorry, you're right. 1,200 an hour. And that'd be what? Eight hours? Like, this is with hour. no breaks. Your hand's probably going to kill you after 30 minutes. It'll, be, it'll take an entire... Thank you for fixing my math, because I didn't do brackets. I should have done my uh, PEMDAS. Is that what it was in math? Yeah. Uh, point is... If you didn't take any breaks, you signed 20 signatures a minute for eight hours, you'd still be under 10,000. Fuck that. I would not do it. That's... I wonder how long it took him to sign him if he was just doing them, like, when he had a few minutes. Probably a couple days, if not a week or two. Yeah. <coughs> Dude, I wouldn't sign... I would not sign anything. I would... I would, I would sign nothing. I'd be the and I and I'm someone who collects sports cards, who likes this hobby, who loves this hobby, I should say. And I wouldn't give a shit. I would not fucking do it. 
I can't imagine an athlete who doesn't care or doesn't know or doesn't really give a shit signing stuff. Like, do you remember when uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was signing his stuff for Panini? And he was like tossing them on like the. F- uh, yeah, the a lot of them do that. And people. Yeah, get I would do mad. the same thing. I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I get it. And, and and how do you fix that? Either pay them more, which, yeah. <laughs> Good luck paying them they're more. They're not going to care about the like quality of the card. Like, they're I know. Like, I think yeah. I think it comes down to less autographs lol good luck paying them more lol good luck or yeah you have to sign better contracts with these people like yeah you know one day a year in your respective spring training we're gonna have like panini day or one half day or every other fucking every quarter four hours with a panini or tops rep just sign shit man just do it i know it sucks just get it over with like you have to have either like better negotiating less products lol good luck or pay them more lol good luck so i get it but you can have situations where your athletes either don't give a shit don't sign or not signing in the way that you intend them to like between fortnite games or your mother or anything else or just straight up lying because we know for a fact that they're not being signed by a representative in person at x y and z event it's just not happening yeah, I think you said it. I think the only fix is literally to have someone represent, like they're represented that, like, is watching them sign them. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. No, sure. not gonna happen at all. Ever. They do the they do the rookie premiere, but other than that, yeah. But how, how many cards is that? Five hundred. Like <laughs> maybe thousand? two products, two or three products max. Yeah, dude. All right, you're ten percent of the way there. Here's your yeah. Here's your three grand. I know it sounds cool. Bryce yeah. Young, like he cares about three grand. Oh man, I think Bryce Young in the in the time since we started this conversation has already made ten times more than that. So honestly, yeah. more. <coughs> like fuck. Also, ironically enough, good good segue, Kai, into Bryce Young because uh, we might get Bryce Young autographs this year, and I see CJ Shroud too. What's interesting, and you noted this before, uh, no will love us. What the fuck is going on here i don't know i mean i guess we'll see if they have will levis if they're stickers if they're on card if they're like an actual box if it's on like what are we don't know like i don't think anyone knows an answer besides the people that work at fanatics now here's the interesting question i don't i don't know this is true for bryce young and cj around them do they have tops now autos i know will levis did because someone showed me once. Will that. Levis had a tops and now auto. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Football. Someone showed me it today. Tops now or Panini Instant? It was tops now. I've I've never seen a football tops now card. Bryce Young, I've yeah. never seen those. So, th- someone sent this to me after I I bought the Victor. So yeah, I mean, obviously they're in suits. Obviously, it's not like. It's on card too, right? It is on card. Uh, under tennis inscribed. They're cool cards. I mean, they're not... Especially they don't have contracts uh, with Panini. Like, this is kind of a, a, a cool card. Yeah, um, I mean, it's their first auto. Well, it's not their, fir- it's not their first auto. Well, non-college auto. <laughs> yeah, better. Okay. So... Uh, it does look like CJ Shroud and Bryce Young do have tops now autos. That's so, so what weird. the fuck is going on here? I mean, they ha- if they have tops and they have Panini, they have to be licensing out their rights. 
shut up phone <laughs> or shut up watch um i i guess what could be happening is because it's panini instant and it's tops now there could be like separate instances of like the contract well, fanatics panini. owns their rights so i'm i mean i'm just assuming that panini's like leasing out their signatures kind of I don't know. this is weird i don't know what to think about this well yeah we've never i don't think unless i'm forgetting something i don't think we've ever seen anything kind of like this before especially I mean, with big players well that's the thing too is like this could be how tops and panini try to make their money like from these players but I mean, obviously, Tops doesn't have the license to the NFL, so I'm not sure what they can get away with here. Because I don't even think... I want to see this. I want to see how they describe Will Levis. Quarterback tab as 33 overall selection. So no, no mention of the NFL there. Not even like a Tennessee. Uh, okay, selected with the 33rd overall pick the, the night of April 28th. Quarterback Will Levis now joins the professional ranks. The senior... Yeah, so doesn't even mention the NFL. Doesn't mention... Tennessee. I want to see some other examples. Well, they could have said Tennessee even if it wasn't licensed. So that's I know. A thing. Uh, I want to see Bryce Young. I want to see them mention, mention anything NFL. And I know we're on a weird tangent here. But I'm curious. So here's CJ Shroud. Quarterback chosen the first overall pick. Oh, shit. Hang on. I'm going to tell my head. University of Alabama quarterback Bryce Young was selected with the first overall pick on the evening of April 27th in Kansas City, Missouri. Yet, yeah, does not mention NFL at all. I don't like how I couldn't turn the picture, but it is what it is. Uh, now, CJ Stroud. I'm going to go out on a bold prediction here and say CJ Stroud also does not mention any of that. I mean, yeah, I agree with you, but I'm just curious. I want to see what it says. His photos. They're kind of they're, cool. they're they're cool looking cards. Yeah. But man, I don't eBay function is so stupid sometimes. All right. Uh, on the evening April twenty seventh, quarterback CJ Shroud was selected with the second overall pick in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. It, it, it does not mention NFL. Doesn't mention the teams. <laughs> mentions the city of Kansas City. Mentions Ohio State, uh, which is interesting because they have well, they have licenses. Bowman. So yeah, they sense. have they have that license, so it's interesting. Yeah. What a weird, weird thing. I don't know what to make of it. I don't either. We're just going to have to see, I guess. It would not shock me if there's no, like, actual products with them. They might have the ability to create painting and some tops now autos and stuff like that. I don't know what's going to happen uh, if Tops continues to, to make these cards. It's just them and like their get up going into the game. Like, like they're do not people actually want them. Like I wouldn't want one. Um, this is perfectly fine. If they make more than one, it ruins this. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they go through the whole season and they just kind of like make these weird ones, like are people like, what are they going to sell for? A hundred bucks? Like, do you yeah. actually want them? It's kind of tricky. I'm not, I'm not sure what to think here. All right, last subject. I, I, I envisioned more time for this, but it is what it is. 30K millionaires. So this is such an interesting thing. These are the types, once again, not naming anyone specifically. You can figure out the people in your lives on your Instagram feeds or Facebook or whatever else. This is actually not even just related to sports cards. This is in general. 
um, people who just like flaunt money or assets or things, but actually either do not really own them or have like nothing else to offer in their lives. But sports cards can give you a great avenue. Dude, there are some collectors, collectors, loose words. There are some buyers who like flaunt thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars that's not theirs. <laughs> They're either financially backed by someone or like are just like using daddy's money. They never earned it. And it's really fucking funny when you get that context because you get then you get to see them post. It's like, wow, you actually earned none of this. Why are you being this way? Um, and it's interesting because a lot of them, I think, want to be like influencers, but they're, they have no charm. Um, without getting into specifics, Kyle, what do you, what do you think about this whole situation? It's tough because I mean, I don't really care. Like you can make videos you can do. I don't really care, but like, yeah, just, you know, maybe think about it a little more before you try to like be some persona that no one really cares about once again um as someone who apparently is the most jaded motherfucker in sports cards if you're someone who has no security who has no one else around you and you're flaunting tens of thousands of dollars or sports cards worth tens of thousands of dollars or your fancy fucking rolex i mean i'm someone with a gun or a knife or a gun and a knife what is stopping me from robbing you if you're going to be flaunting money and assets in, in an environment i don't have to wait for you to leave the show i can just watch and then know that you're not paying attention and rob you now i'm not saying i'm gonna rob you i don't have a gun or a knife or anything i'm obviously just incredibly fucking jaded you don't flaunt shit <laughs> you do not put a target on yourself in any way shape or form you're asking for trouble don't do it. Or if you are, carry fake money because obviously it doesn't matter. Do not. I don't know. It's just like in my brain. It's just like, why are you putting yourself out there in a way that you can actually get hurt? Because guess what? If someone does pull a knife on you, you're not going to fight back. You're not. You're going to give them the money. Yeah, I can't see any card collectors uh, doing anything about that. It they, just yell, they just yell, sheesh, <laughs> and get robbed. <laughs> Oh god. Sheesh, is that real? As their cards are leaving their hands. Yeah, I said the same thing about National last year in AC. Like, it's gonna be a movie, but it's like a slasher. <laughs> uh, poor, yeah. poor wordplay. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm not proud of that one, but it was still funny last year. It's, it's still funny now. Um, what's, what's funny, what's crazy too is... I was an influencer. I was a fucking YouTuber and I had 40,000 subscribers plus making Pokemon videos. I, as a teenager, was a better influencer than any of these fucking children. So I've seen that life and I've seen what you can get. And it's cool, but it doesn't mean anything. Like, I, if I continue making content like that I didn't really care about because I lost passion for it, I probably could have been more successful on YouTube. But I don't give a fuck. Like, that's what it comes down to. It's not real. Um, it's all perception meets reality. And if you're a perceived hobby goat, you're a fucking legend, bro. Like, how much of an ego stroke do you really need um, at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, like, there's 
cases where like i think ryan's pretty like genuine people yes. like that i think there's definitely you can if you just watch like a video or a you, clip, can, you can you tell can very easily tell like the yeah. difference between people no i'm not uh, let me let me clarify to you no i'm not saying don't make content about sports cards we're making content about sports cards are we hypocrites probably but no there is a key difference between those who are making content that you can tell they actually really love and they're knowledgeable about and are experts in their field and you can tell those who are not who are just there with their camera crew trying to film and make crappy youtube content that gets 300 views and sucks because hey they don't work in youtube seo and i do i'll charge you to make your shit better i promise i can do better than you but guess what they don't know how to and it just looks like shit and it just doesn't work it's i've seen influencers rise but the quality get worse and thankfully sure. you have it all on record and you can see when they fucked up if they fucked up and what they paid or lost on based on current markets yep i think yeah. some of them try to act like they don't. <laughs> the funny thing is when they try to act like they're not getting killed on stuff just to like make the video great but like you as an educated person who does cards is like, wow, you just paid double comps for that. And now you're trying to sell it for 80% of cards. I, I have a friend who at the last Dallas show absolutely fucking robbed one of those people. I cannot get into specifics here because I think they would get mad at me. And I don't want to go into details. But yes, Kai something like that happened and they put a video out there after the show i think i mean generic enough where i don't think anyone can tell maybe, maybe some people um yeah they fucking robbed the guy on a deal and you just want to make a video out of it all right whatever like go for it you're not gonna make that money back on on your youtube video i can tell you i worked on it i fucking know what people make on youtube videos not that much oh man i, I don't get it but who knows? I don't care. I don't know. Dude, this is... I think we're good. This is my favorite... One of my favorite episodes we've ever done because we actually talked about a lot of interesting stuff. Remember when we talked about sports? <laughs> like, we were the podcast to talk about sports. We um, did. Nothing going on right now. The Yankees suck. Braves are good. Best team in the league. God damn it. I fucking hate baseball now. All right. Well, wake me up when, like, football's around the corner uh, because because this is painful right now. I love Go baseball. Giants. I love baseball, but man, this is boring right now being the only major sport. Yeah. But we, we almost got that preseason. The preseason hype is, is here. Like, it is present. <laughs> people are going to get crushed on these football cards. And it's kind of why I've stayed away because I don't know when the fall is happening, but it's going to. The fall's happening in the fall. Uh, the podcast here. Fuck you, Kai. I'm not answering anything else. Oh. See you guys.